You're such a pussy, bro. You can't deadlift 500 pounds. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think, like, NFL is not really... Well, the NFL hasn't been around that long. Right. Basketball, really, like... Basketball was on tape delay in the fucking 80s. Yeah. So, like, people didn't really get that into that until the 90s. There's still so many statistics in baseball that I don't fucking understand. No, especially the new ones. I swear they come up with new ones every single year. It's like, I get, like, the expected batting average, like, expected, like, slugging percentage and all that. But why does expected anything mean shit? It's because, like, I mean, there's the unfortunate circumstance, like, where you hit a ball 115, like, you hit it okay. right on the screws, right at someone. Like, and that expected, like, just based on the exit velocity, and, like, I'm pretty sure, like, that factors into it, because, like, okay, I mean, you wrote, like, hit one on the screws, like. You're just right at, guys. Yeah. But then, like, I mean, we're kind of getting into it now, too. The thing, this whole narrative, I'm fairly certain that Reed Mouse started the narrative that John India is not a good second baseman. I think so, yeah. Like, like, I literally think he started it, and now it's everywhere. Yeah. That he's, I, like, not good defensively. And I, it's all, like, these advanced stats that people keep sending me, and I'm like, these are all just, like, subjective to opinion. I don't understand where these are coming from. I, when I watch John India play second base, he's pretty fucking good. He passes the eye test, yeah, is what I'll like, say. He looks great. They talk about, like, range, too. I'm like, how do you actually put a... Okay, so Max... We talk about range as like an infielder or any just defensive baseball player. You're talking about how much ground can they cover to like get a ball hit towards them. Okay. How the fuck would you ever quantify that? Actual range, like how much they, how far they run from one point to another. Yes, that how part is easy, but then you have to determine too, like where was the ball hit? Where were they standing at that point? All of these different factors. Why does that? Why does that? Make, why is that a stat? Thank you. That was the point I wanted to make. <laughs> okay. This is just like, it's so fucking... Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, I mean, I would I would imagine <laughs> that like your agility grades and stuff like that, like based on like comparing it to the NFL, like combine, like your three cone and like all that. Because like you determine yeah. a lot based on those numbers, like for stat nerds again. Like, yes, just stat nerds. It, it's people that just love data, I think. like, just, And I love data. I love data. I work with data every day. Yeah. But I think there's a point at which it's like, does that does that data point actually make sense? Does it make a difference in saying if this guy is good or not? Yes. Right. And that's like, you like gotta getting set- into the weeds with like India being a statistical bad sec like defensive second baseman. Like the guy won a rookie of the year. Like yeah. you're not gonna if you suck it defensively, like at a position, you're not gonna win an, a rookie of the year award. I completely yeah. agree. I mean the other thing too is like I get why they're trying to get more statistical and data-driven defensively, but it's just it's pretty hard to do. Like when you look at defensive stats, there's only a few that you can truly look at, at least historically. Now that you have all the advanced stats and stuff, but anyways, I digress. Again, it's always one of those things with baseball. If you can fucking hit, they're gonna find a way to play you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, that's like if you're good, they're gonna find a spot for you. Yeah, anyone can learn to play left or right field. Sorry, right. it's pretty simple. Especially John India, he's he's an athlete. Um, okay, let's jump in. Welcome back. Season two, episode four of Bedside Conies, as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you haven't already, follow and rate us on Spotify and Apple. Um, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bedside Conies. We still don't have a Twitter follower, so that's tough. Who's going to be our first Twitter follower? Yeah. I feel like we should Venmo him, like two bucks. 
I'll Venmo you $10 if you're the first Twitter follower. 10 bucks? Yeah, I'll Venmo you $10. Okay. It's probably going to be Clint. That's my guess because yeah. he's the f- he's usually the first listener. If it's Dan, it doesn't count. I'm sorry. You have a you have you're you have excluded inside trading okay. on this episode. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but keep helping us push it too. Tell your friends every Thursday morning, seven a.m., six a.m. Central, and keep sending us any questions um, or just feedback in general. But with that, today we have a BSC nonsense nest. Our first nonsense nest. With Mister Four Ninety Five on deadlift, the D A W G Dan Dog Sour. Thank you for that intro, but I have to add that I did in fact throw on the two and a half on either side, and I did send you that video as well. I think. So yes, this is the story. I I was like thinking of intros for Dan, and I was like, I have to give him a little bit of shit about something. I was like, what has he done recently that was kind of? I'm like, oh yeah. So Dan sends me a video. What was this like a couple months ago? Yeah, this was back like when it was still cold, probably yeah. like February. You've just March. been like chucking up weight in the weight room, and he sends me a video of him with five plates on deadlift, and I was like doing the math in my head. Like I've never thrown five plates on fucking anything in my entire life. <laughs> doing the math in my head, I'm like, wait, isn't that four ninety five? And I texted him back. I'm like, you're such a pussy, bro. You can't deadlift five hundred pounds. <laughs> He was like, dude, I wasn't about to throw change on him. Like, that is the one scenario you throw change on. He's like really proud of this moment. (laughs) I totally just bursted your bubble. Oh, you completely did. And then like the next time I was like, I'm throwing two and a half on him. And I I had you in the back of my head too. I was like, I completely understand that. (laughs) But that's what like, when I texted back, I was like, I could totally see though, being in like a grungy gym that you go to. Like if I saw a guy putting like change on in any other scenario, I'd be like, why is this guy doing this? But that scenario, to get to 500, you got to do it. Yeah. Which you ended up doing like 515, didn't you? No, I still haven't tried it. Like, I was pushing weight like a lot a few months ago. Kind of like trickled back a little bit, trying to get a little lean for the summer. But yeah, you're trying to look cut. It was, yeah, trying to, you know, get that beach bod. Dude, but, you got to get into the endurance shit. Don't make you cut. You would I, look like a freak if you started running. I'm still trying to convince myself to run, but. I'll, you should go on a run with me. We'll run really slow. This is what I did to Max. And you'll be like, wow, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, that's like literally one of those things. It's like my ego just eats yeah. at me. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm like looking at the watch. I'm like, I have to run like a sub eight mile. Like, yeah. And yeah. the last time I did that was like three years ago. And I hated it because I was literally just dying. Like yeah. I got under, like I ran like a 730 mile, but fucking sucking air. Oh, shit. I was just, I like collapsed after. It was yeah. like a sprint. The Diesel did a half though. You could, yeah, yeah you could. Easy. He looks good right now too. Diesel yeah. looks great, and that yeah. was like what I was telling him. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "You can literally just tell like he's back in like peak male male competition physique." I mean, that is what like don't powerlifters when they do like cuts, they do like you get really big and like try to put on weight to then like you cut down on like eating carbs and you start like doing cardio, right? Yeah. There's a ton more that goes into it, but yeah, yeah, it's like fasted cardio in the mornings, cutting down on carbs especially, but yeah, it's one of those things like, I mean, everyone like that competes in like bodybuilding, powerlifting, stuff like that, like they have to like cycle and do that yeah. just because it's like better for your body, I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but- Is that shit healthy? Definitely like- not. I mean, like when you like plummet your, you know, fat percentage, like when yeah. you get super shredded like that, I mean, that like- there's a lot of like hormone like factors, Fuck but like you your up. testosterone like takes a dive like when you're cutting like that, doing all the cardio like calorie deficit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
you see it like UFC too. I mean, like yeah. they are just brittle and weak and all that. Like for especially, I mean, any sports that you have to cut. I mean, powerlifting, boxing, wrestling, MMA, wrestling. Yeah, dude, the wrestlers in high school when they'd be like spitting in water bottles. I'm like, this just doesn't seem. You're you're in high school, bro. Chill out. <laughs> Wearing trash bags, running around yeah. in a heated gym. Yeah. Oh my god, when we would go into the weight room and fucking Dexter, this dude, this old black guy was our wrestling coach. He was cool as shit. I loved him to death, but. Like, I played basketball in the winter, and then the football guys would still be, like, lifting during the season until the season was over. And the weight room would be 90 fucking two degrees. <laughs> You're like, Dexter, what the fuck, man? This is awful. But he was always trying to get motherfuckers to come out and wrestle. He almost got me, like, sophomore year. I could see you as a wrestler. He, he wanted me because I was, like, small, and I don't think they had a guy in, like, my weight class. But I played basketball. I was like, I'm not doing this. Dude, wrestling coaches are like card collectors. They just like want a kid at every single weight class. Because you get points. For it, having more people? Yeah. So basically like if there's, I don't, this isn't actually true, but like say there's 10 weight classes. Yeah. If you have 10 people to compete in each weight class, if you go up against a school who doesn't have someone in say like 160, you get the point for that. Like oh. they win. Like oh, you wow. win the the point or whatever. So you aggregate all the points yeah. as a school. It's so like our wrestling team was really good because we had like a ton of kids that would wrestle and like a lot of t- we like always had heavyweights and they never wrestled but they like would get points. Hamilton boys. It was so weird. Yeah. Anyways. Um that was not really what the first topic was supposed to be, but we typically do this for the first time goers. You're technically a recurring guest now, but yeah. The first episode we didn't really get into it. Do you remember how we met? Because I don't. I mean, we had to be like six. Just little tots, yeah. I yeah. don't know if it was like... <laughs> little tots. I don't know if it was like <laughs> basketball, like a, like rec-wise or... Probably, yeah. Did you play in that like uh, Fit and Family YMCA league? Yeah, when I was up? really young. Okay. I played there. I mean, and then St. Pete's, like... That's what I was like. I think my first memory of us was probably like your third grade football year and my fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. You were the quarterback. Yeah. And I couldn't see over the line. <laughs> I was so tiny. Were you big, Dan? Uh, I was like average. Dan got really big like freshman year of high school. Yeah. For the listeners, Dan is like, what are you, 6'6"? Six, 6'6". Six? Six, six. No, sorry. Not 6'6". Like Give six, me six. a little credit. <laughs> no, I'm like 6'2 on a good day. 6'2", okay. what, two, 2 something? I'm like 2'15 right now. Yeah. Okay. You're a big guy. Big you guy. have the biggest hands. I feel like whenever we're, at a, we're out at bars, I don't know how many times this has happened. He's Kawhi Leonard. Somebody's like, oh my God, let me see your hands. And Dan's just <laughs> like. It's, it's usually always Kelly. Yeah, yeah it is. It is always it's Kelly. Every, every circumstance, she's like, let me see your hands. And I'm like, yeah, I have big hands. I mean, they are massive hands. That's, yeah. such, a, that's such a drunk Kelly thing to be like, look at how fucking big his hands are. <laughs> I actually, like, you're her. I've never measured them. Like, you know, like combine, like yeah. quarterback yeah. have small hands. Like, I've actually. Can you met- throw an NFL football like really easily? Yeah, pretty easily. Oh, dude, I can't even hold one. Like, if I went like this, like held it, it out fall. in front of me, it'd fall. Really? Like, that's how small my hands are. Oh, shit. That is so, like, people joke about that with like NFL quarterbacks, but you really do have to have huge hands. Yeah. I know. That was like one of Burroughs' slights, I think. And I saw he had an Instagram post yeah. last week, and he's like, how about them small hands? Yeah, he, they do look huge in the fucking in that picture he posted, too. I know. And just talk about Bengals, like, PR right now, social oh, media. Yeah. I mean, just it's just training camp right now, like OTAs. The, like, what was the tweet today? They just were like, like, 30 minutes before, they were like, do you guys want to see Joe? 
And then they posted a picture of Joe wearing the headband and the uniform, and it was it just got like thirty thousand likes. <laughs> yeah, they were like, <laughs> it's "Like, are you serious? He's we're gonna break boy the internet with this now. one." Yeah. yeah, he looks so good too. God, dude, you want to fuck Joe? Burrow. I have such a man crush on him. It's unbelievable. That's a good segue, though. So speaking of the Bengals, what? Bonk. Yeah, for the yeah. listeners that can't see, I just you know bonked visually Ralph. bonked Het for that <laughs> for his obsession with yeah. Joe Burrow. I mean, I'll take it. I don't really care. Ken's doesn't see it. She loves Sam Hubbard, though. Oh, Lauren sees it in Joe. In Joe? Yeah. She, Thank you, That's Lauren. like her, uh, what is it? Uh, hall pass? Hall pass, yeah. yeah. That's Which, f- honestly, I'll accept that one for if, her. If, she, yeah, if, if your she girlfriend cheated on you with Joe Burrow, I would cheer. Yeah. Like, I'd be pumped. I'd probably ask to join. Would you raise his kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just would. to say that I get to, like, know him? Like, <laughs> that is true. Like, I'm, uh, what, what is that technically called? I would be Joe Burrow's son's stepdaddy. Yeah. Well, you'd have to marry. Well, ideally speaking. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. He's your <laughs> wife's mistress. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're just a cock too. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, if I'm Joe, if I'm going to be anybody's cuck, I'll be Joe Burrow's cuck. That is fair. Now, another guy that I might, I mean, I don't think he's as attractive, but Ellie De La Cruz, I'd let him cuck my wife. To have a kid, he's not there yet for me. But Dude. he is six seven, he's six five, six five. Is he only six five? Six five. I guess I in baseball though, that's only huge. six five. I mean, when you stand, when you yeah. see him on the field, he, he's massive. I think that is like the funniest like comparison to like him and McLean on the same field. Oh like, yeah, McLean is the exact opposite. He's just like he's just the little guy that doesn't stop. Oh like, yeah. How tall is McLean? Probably like five five eight five nine. I was gonna say like five. Eight five nine was. Can that's you a look good that up? Yeah, I kind of want to know. Yeah, I saw the one of them like they were playing short and second the other day, and it was like this is the new Jose Altuve and uh, Aaron Judge meme. <laughs> I mean, it's not even close, but right. I actually have seen. He's five eight. Oh no, that's not. No, Matt McLean is his first name. He's five eleven. Oh my god, he's not five yeah. eleven. I bet he's five ten. That's what Google says. He's probably like my height. But yeah, so in reference to that, basically what we were going to discuss today, what? Baseball reference, or the link right under there that says 5'8", because there's no way that guy is 5'10". Yeah, no, okay. He's probably just listed at 5'10". Oh my god, he's 23? Oh, wait, no. That guy looks older than 23. Yeah, he does kind of look older than 23. He was born in 1999. I mean, he looks like he looks like he's thirty five. He just got drafted. When did he get drafted? Twenty twenty one. And then yeah, he's already been called up. I mean, he I don't even think he played. He might have played like a half a season in A ball. Like when he got drafted, he probably played a rookie season in high A. Yeah, scroll down. Twenty twenty one, two teams right there. Click the drop down. So he played rookie ball for two games, and then he played high A for 29, and then got called up to Chattanooga. Yep. Um, I Dude, I fucking love him, too. He is a game. I didn't know anything about him probably until this year. I didn't either. He was, like, one of those, like, I knew he was our first-round pick. Yeah. Knew he was, like, highly, pretty highly rated. He went to he, UCLA? UCLA, yeah. So what did he He played three years at UCLA? I want to say, yeah. How How is he that good that he didn't get drafted out of high school? I want to say he did get drafted out of high school. Could be wrong. It. It, it was just later, and yeah. it was one of those things. He thought he could go higher. I mean, eventually he became a first-round pick. So, yeah. 
No, he was like one of those that I was kind of sleeping on. Like in the red, I mean, I pay it like the reds have been abysmal the last few years. Yeah. So like, that's the only thing paying attention to the to, farm system is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that is like been our bright spot, like something to look forward to with the reds, because it certainly wasn't on the field losing. <laughs> I mean, a hundred games last year, it's just been tough to be a fan. And then this year, finally, you know, we bring up Matt McClain. I mean, this past week or last few weeks, call up Ellie De La Cruz I mean, been on a, both of them have been on tears since they yeah. got up, too. Like, they have not slowed down at all from what they've been doing in Louisville. No. And that's, like, literally the one thing. It's We had all these guys this year at Louisville. I think I was more excited. Like, I was tuning more into what they were doing in yeah. AAA opposed to, like, what the Reds have been doing on the field. Although, like, this year I have watched damn near every game i would say other than like weekends like this past weekend like i didn't catch any of the cardinal series although that was like one of the more important ones but i did watch yesterday actually that was sweet but yeah i agree with you it's the other thing too is and you might agree with me on this maybe it's just because i've gotten older and i watch more games now but going back to the year the covid year that the reds made the playoffs quote unquote i mean it was like i think half the teams made the playoffs but, like, even that team, they weren't that good. But, like, the teams then and up till now, I mean, they lost 100 games last year. I still watched, like, a decent amount. Uh, last year, I didn't. I boycotted last year yeah. because of the Phil Castellini bullshit. But other than last year, they've had, like, fun teams. Like, guys that want to play. I'm just thinking of, like, have you ever sat and watched a Miami Marlins game on a random Tuesday night? There's no way that I would be able to force myself to do Dude, that. Dude, none of those guys give a fuck about playing. Like, we went to the Sox game on Friday, and the Marlins were playing, and you could just tell, like, they're just cashing a paycheck. It's insane. Versus, like, I swear to God, Reds that play in Great American Ballpark, at least in our lifetime, have, like, they go out and they actually, like, give a shit. I don't know. Maybe you disagree with me on that. I would say yes. I mean... There's not a lot to show for it, like with our past, That's you fair. know, finishings. I mean, the COVID year you kind of talked about, I mean, we made the playoffs and got smoked by the Braves. Yeah. That was, I Didn't think, score a run. Yeah, one of the more deflating things. What, what was that? 15 innings we lost in a walk-off game one? <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Yeah, throwback to, uh, yeah, we went to Mac Shack, or not Mac Shack, Max in Clifton, and I stayed and drank for all 15 innings. Fuck. And yeah, <laughs> missed my 6.30 lecture that night because I was pissed drunk. I <laughs> <laughs> was probably, I mean, it wasn't worth it, but if they would have won, that would have been so worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that year, but again, like it just goes back to, at least I've always had like a couple of dudes that I like rooting for. Like I miss fucking Nick Castellanos so much. I'm not over it still. I mean, he's probably going to, he's going to be an all-star. I think he's fourth in like batting average in baseball right now. He's batting like 313. No shit. I think he's leading the Phillies and like RBIs and shit. We let him walk. But I digress. The other thing I was thinking about too. So Matt McLean and Ellie Dale Cruz were both drafted by the Reds. Jonathan India drafted. Jonathan by the India Reds. drafted. Was Andrew Abbott drafted by the Reds? Or did we get him in the Tyler Malley deal? We got him. Or did we get him from somebody else? I want to say he was the Winker. Suarez deal. I could be wrong though. Can you look that up, Max? Andrew Abbott. I think he is one of the more bright spots. I mean, we have a lot of arms that we've called up this year, and Williamson, Abbott, 
I don't know much about Williamson. He's a lefty, right? Yeah, he's a lefty. We also got him in a deal. Um, he pitched at TCU with Lodolo. Oh, wow. I didn't so, I mean, he's got everything that you would want. I mean, he's like 6'6", big, tall, lefty, lanky frame. Oh, he's actually kind of old. So, he got drafted by the Yankees in the 36th round. Damn. And then, oh. We drafted him. So, we drafted him in the Rule 5 draft, I think. Or, wait. Can you go back? Sorry, Max. Yeah. Drafted by the New York Yankees in the 36th round of 2017. June amateur draft. Sorry. Out of high school. And then the Reds drafted him in 2021. Out of Virginia. Okay. So, maybe he's not that old. I mean, yeah. This Andrew Abbott guy is our youngest or brightest young starter as of yeah. now i mean he hasn't given up a run in his first two starts and he's gone like 11 innings dude i just always wonder though about this is playing devil's advocate but like starting pitching any pitcher it's always to me it's always just like a matter of time until like guys get enough film yeah until yeah because they come up they have only a certain amount of scouting reports and yeah yeah it is one of those things yeah they a lot of guys have success early i mean i'm gonna be naively optimistic right now and yeah. he's gonna be a Cy Young winner next year. <laughs> Fuck so. it. Let's give him a Cy Young this year. Yeah. He'll end up having I mean if he stays healthy, he'll probably have how many how many like starts do you guys get throughout the year? If you pitch every five games, what's one sixty two divided by five? And then probably subtract about ten percent for Say like thirty-five to forty starts in a year is like probably like I would imagine like uh, I mean one sixty-two divided by five is thirty-two and a half, but yeah, I don't know. Can I ask a really dumb question? So yes. I feel like we've already established we're gonna be talking about baseball a shit ton on this podcast. So yes, um, if you love baseball, listen. I don't know jack shit about baseball. This is I want dumb questions. You two are experts, quote no. unquote. Not okay. Compared to me, experts. Sure. Compared to the. Average American, probably above average, but not. you're not sitting on baseball reference every single day, yeah. checking stats and shit. But 162 games, that is a shit ton of games. No other sport out there plays that many games in a season. Not even close to that many games. No. I don't even know what the next closest would Basketball's be. Basketball is 82. 82? 81? I think 82. Two questions. Is it? Well... First question, is it for money, most likely? And two, how do the players feel about it? Have has there ever been like Um I think it's like less games? it's just been a thing for so long. So the reason I learned this semi recently. The reason that like series exist, so like a team will come, say, to Cincinnati, or let's say take for reference the Reds were just in St. Louis for three games. They did that originally in like the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds because like of travel. It was just easier. To play to a couple do, games. Like, we'll play four games over four or five days, and then we'll travel to the next city and vice versa. The 162, I don't really know where it came from, but I think it's just because, like, yeah, I mean, money, you can make. Like, the crazy thing to me is that the Reds get 81 home games, and they still charge the same amount of money for a beer that the fucking Bengals do, and the Bengals get eight to nine home games. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's greedy as hell. <laughs> it's probably just because people expect to pay those prices for a beer for like a, and when you're consumer at like behavior. A, you're just you're yeah you're, you're, at you're a used game. to it. And I don't I don't know where 162 came from, but they'll never make it less. It would only be more. Oh, more? I mean, any sport. 
Has I mean, any fair. sport ever gotten less games? Yeah, he's in the NFL just go up. Yeah, it's, last it's year. 17 now yep. instead of 16. Yeah. Basketball. It's just so many games. Like, your body has to be so tired at the end of a season. Baseball is the only other sport, too, that, like, I wouldn't even say, like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm saying, like, the four major sports. I actually don't know about hockey. Do they practice ever in hockey? I think they have to, at least. Like, how many games a week do, do NHL teams play? But even, like, it's definitely less than the NBA. And NBA teams practice. Yeah. They I might mean, they practice. have to do skate around and stuff like that, I would yeah. imagine. Versus, like, an MLB team is not practicing. The most that they'll practice is, like, before a game when they're hitting BP and maybe, like, doing certain, like, drills and stuff defensively. But I mean, yeah, starters it. don't throw like until day of unless they're on like a rehab assignment or something they don't throw unless they're pitching unless they get hurt yeah that's a really good point so that's wild it's it's a lot of like your practice is just you playing you just play the fucking game and And then is it a lot of like outside of the actual playing of a game a lot of like talking about strategy watching film like what what else do you nowadays yes so like this is probably i don't know dan the last 10 years there's so much more film and like i mean we kind of talked about this in the beginning just the analytical side of baseball has gotten so bad that they actually changed the rules of baseball because it was getting like the game was boring as fuck to watch because nobody was people were trying to either people were trying to hit home runs yeah and people are like the shifting that was going on which has now been like quote-unquote banned it hasn't been fully banned but like, they stopped doing that because it was, like, it, you would turn on a game and it was, like, okay, it was four to three and there was six hits. It's, like, this is insanely boring to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, the, like, film and stuff has gotten way more aggressive. Like, guys will come back after, like, in a bat now and, like, go on an iPad and, like, see what the hell, like, they were missing. Like, when Dan and I were playing baseball, it was, like, the most analytical we would get was, like, yeah, he's throwing a curveball, like, when he's up 0-2. It was, like, about it. Yeah. I would say, like, the advancements as far as, like, analytics is, like, one thing. But now with pitching, like, that has just, like, taken off in years, like, in recent years. I mean, because now, I mean, we didn't have it, like, when we were playing, like, high school ball or anything like that. But they have literally, like, track man, like, you think golf man or golf, like, simulators, like those track man. Yeah. Pitching now, you can, you know, figure out that the break axis, like, your RPMs on your breaking ball on every pitch. Yeah. Like your release point, all this, like on track, man. And it's insane. Yeah, that shit is nuts. Like, I mean, I'm probably, uh, how many years have I been out of high school? Seven or eight years out of high school. If I went and like sat in a high school baseball dugout now, it would be completely different. Like the most we did, like Coach Brown would film us hitting. That was it. Like I'd go watch my swing and be like, yeah, that was a little off. But that was like it. I bet they're doing way more now. Yeah. But yeah. It's, I mean, I get why they're doing it, but I'm also glad that they're starting to like take the steps to be like, we gotta, we gotta correct this like problem that we now have. But yeah, I'll say is, go ahead. At one point, like too much data, like there can, there is a fine line where there's like too much data, like where you're looking and analyzing way too much. And at the end of the day, like it's a simple game, like hit the ball. Yeah. Get on base, get guys in. It's too scientific. Yeah. But yeah, so one of the rules that they changed was, so the last, honestly, I remember shifting like growing up against guys like David Ortiz always got shifted on 
think Barry Bonds pulled everything. They shifted on him. But, like, in the last five or six years, they were just, like, every single dude had a shift on, and guys would just be hitting, Dan talked about this, like, with the expected batting average and stuff. Like, guys would just hit balls, like, up the middle. That was just, like, that was always a guaranteed hit, and there would just be dudes standing right over second base. It was just, like, this is insane. So now the third third baseman and shortstop have to be on the left side of the infield. So there's like an imaginary line behind second base. They have to be to the left of that, and their feet have to be in the dirt by the time the ball is pitched, I think. And then vice versa on the other side, second base and first baseman have to be on the right side of the infield and in the dirt. Outfielders can still do whatever they want, but I think that might even, like, it's a slow progress. And then they've... I don't really know how the catching, like how the bases became a thing just because catchers got too good and guys couldn't steal bases anymore. Yeah, I have no idea like how making the bag like a 20% bigger like had any impact. I know they studied it like with all these rule changes, they studied it in minor league baseball. And I think it enticed like running like there was more success stealing bases. Yeah. I would want to say, like, runners would probably be a little bit more aggressive as well. I mean, yeah. you're, shit, you're seeing it with Ellie De La Cruz now. Dude, yeah. That guy is trying to take an extra bag any chance you get, but that is also just him being a freak. Dude, he plays, like, MLB baseball like he's playing Little League. It's fucking sick. I heard a stat. Is he, like, in the 0.1% of the fastest baseball players out there right now? Yeah, I, his I believe it. home to third is the fastest That's in, what it was. in baseball this year. Yeah. And, like, his sprint speed, so they say 30 – feet per second is like elite and he was clocked at like 31.6 like sprint speed jesus christ oh literally just i mean and he also has one of the hardest hit balls hardest hit ball by a red this year yeah the two hardest hit balls by a red yeah. in the same game and like i mean that stat i like rave about this i have been like we're just going to go back to just fanboying over ellie de la cruz i, I think the stat that blows my mind in the history of baseball there has been no major league team in one game that have had three hits 115 miles per hour off the bat or faster. There has been no team. Ellie De La Cruz did that by himself this year in AAA. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was nuts. I forgot about that. Yeah, he went like 360, 350. Like he hit, or 460, sorry. <laughs> he hit like two home runs and a 116 mile an hour double. Yeah. I mean, he is like, he really is just an anomalistic, like, freak. Yeah. And he's an like performing a lot. Like, he's adapting to, at the, like, to the majors a lot better than I thought he was going to. Cause, like, yeah. I was like really concerned, like, with his strikeout rate and all that. Like, that's like any, like, I follow a bunch of like Reds, you know, like beat writers and everything on Twitter. Yeah. And like, I follow, like, honestly, now that we're like, we're competitive, like, we're four games out of first place as of today. I've, I've been following it, like, with a fine-tooth comb. Like, I've been, like, actually, like... There's a lot more, like, national media covering it now, too, which yeah, is really cool. Especially with Ellie coming up. Yeah. And yeah, this, yeah. like, is what I kind of wanted to ask as well. I kind of want to get your guys' take on it. So, Ellie De La Cruz hit his first major league home run in Great American on the last row in right field. Yeah. This fucker almost hit a ball into the Ohio River for his first home run. Did you see a Mueller kid got it, too? Yeah, I was going to ask. So, if you were the kid that got that oh, baseball... Yeah. What would you have done? Would you have been a a scumbag held out and sold it at auction? Would you have done what this kid did? You know, what I, I think he sold short. I think he sold short. He got like a signed bat, 
a picture with Ellie, obviously, and then like he got him and his boys all signed balls. That part was cool. Bro move. Yeah. But that part was cool. Is he a dumbass? So okay, yeah. Basically, Max, for reference, anytime like a ball is hit that has like a home run ball that has meaning, you you have the right as a fan that if you catch it, it's your ball. Like when you enter an MLB stadium. Yeah. I don't know what the legality of that is. I honestly would be surprised if they don't like change that where it's like, hey, you caught this ball, but it's ours. Yeah. But anyways, so like for reference last year, Aaron Judge hit. That was a whole weird thing, too. Like he hit the most home runs in, in, a, season. in a season, yeah. sort of, but not including like steroid era. But well, it was the American League. The American League, and for the Yankees, too, which was also cool. Like, he beat Roger Maris. Yeah. I do think that's cool. But, anyways, the guy that caught it, it was like a big hoopla of, like, what's he going to, what are the Yankees going to give him for the ball? I think he ended up getting fucking, like, a ton out of it, too. I think, so, he was initially, I'm, like, completely forgetting the actual figures. So, he had an offer, I want to say, of, like, millions of dollars like it was multiple millions of dollars and this guy held out and went to auction and so he got took like it to auction he took it to auction wow. and got like half of what the offer initially that he got wow. so like he ended up getting screwed like lost out on half of it but, but i like, think he was already he yeah, turned like, down three million dollars three million dollar offered to buy the ball before deciding to sell it at golden auctions where he got 1.5 million for the winning bid he's also a lawyer second so highest ever for a baseball sold at auction so boo hoo he lost out on 1.5 million he also got 1.5 million for catching a ball and also this yeah. kind of goes into the play like thank god zach hample didn't get ellie de la cruz's home run i would have fucking lost my mind yeah that would have sucked that he guy was, is was internet, he at the game too i don't think so but internet scumbag yeah he's the worst he's what do they call him like home run ball guy or something foul yeah. ball. i think they call him foul ball guy but he catches home runs yeah so what'd you what would you do would you, so this kid yeah he so only, you can either give it back well you're gonna get something yeah like initially as soon as he caught the ball like there were ushers up there like talking with this kid like essentially negotiating it, yeah, does, it becomes a negotiation does the baseball player want it like does ellie want his that's his the first point home run ball? it's for him uh, okay and probably the reds hall of fame that's okay Anyways, so then he got what? I don't even remember. It was like a signed bat, picture with Ellie, and then him and his boys all got signed balls and a picture with Ellie, which is cool, but I think he undersold. So undersold. I'd ask for season tickets. That was what I was going to say, like... I mean, you have you have all the leverage in that situation. Like, yeah. of course, the Reds are going to come lowball you. Like, hey, like they're probably not going to offer you shit in the beginning, honestly. Like, no. the Reds. But yeah, what yeah. he got was worth only like a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Oh yeah, I I saw this was like social media, all of that. They were saying the ball was probably will be worth like low five figures. But like you think about that, like I mean, ten grand, ten grand. Yeah, take ten. Fucking eighteen year old. Yeah, ten grand. That pay for your first year of college. That is so true. Like, think about that. I definitely keep it in solid at auction. I'm not like because I'm not a big baseball fan. If I'm just a casual fan, yeah. there, I'd take the fucking money. So this is the thing too. I think I saw. Um, sorry, Paul. I don't know how to say your last name. The new guy with Chatterbox that works with Reed and Trace and all them. He does like he used to do Xavier beat writing, Xavier basketball. Anyways, Paul Friss Friss something. I don't know how to say his last name, but he his piece of advice which i really appreciate this is like i would just tell them right away like hey i'm sleeping on this tonight like i'm going home i'm talking to people and i want to like i want to get good opinions i'm not doing anything today that would be number one 
And the number two was like, yeah, why wouldn't you go in like really high? The first thing I'd say is like, I want fucking season tickets for the rest of my life. Like they're not going to give it to you, but you got to, you got to start high and come somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. No. And it might be one of those things too. Like the most, I mean, I don't know if I am like a scumbag at this situation or not. Like to sit on it. Like, yeah. Ellie becomes the best baseball player in history. Ball infinitely goes up from the potentially 10 grand that you would have offered. You're saying sit on it for a while. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Kind of like trading cards. Like, people, Fish actually, shout out Fish if you're listening to this, is like getting into uh, buying like baseball cards again because there's like money in it. It's kind of popping up again now, right? Kev is on it too. Shout out KP if you're listening. Kev got into it. Pokemon cards are also really yeah. Pokemon cards are worth millions, dude. Millions. I have like thousands of those at my parents' house. Well, they got to be certain ones, but like Logan Paul yeah. is buying like three million dollar cards and putting them on like necklace chains. Oh, I saw that shit. That's weird. Well, my it's mother weird, but sold all of my trading cards, like any baseball cards, any Pokemon cards. Your mom did. Yeah, oh. like yard sale when I was like yes yeah, out of like in high school, like Damn which it, sucks now. Yeah, but. As soon as you're home, get that shit and bring it back. Like all those trading cards, like they could, you could potentially, I'm not saying like anything crazy, but like, you never know. Hundreds of bucks. Like, yeah, you could. I might have a Charizard in there or something. The Charizard <laughs> is the one that's millions. <laughs> is but it like, really? it would have yeah, to be in so. like mint condition. Yeah, pristine yeah. condition. Also, is it hard to fake those? Pokemon cards? So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just, I'm thinking of like holding one in my hand. Like as a kid, they didn't really seem. Yeah, but if you bought them from like Target and stuff, they're probably not fake. Okay. Where would you have bought them? I have no idea. I don't. I had. I did Pokemon probably earlier than I did like Yu Gi Oh! I remember being way more into Yu Gi Oh! than I was. We always did Yu Gi Oh! on the bus. Did you guys actually play the games? No. No, I never knew. I never knew a detail of how to play the games. I just liked collecting them because they looked cool. Yeah. The silver ones. Yeah. Whatever the holographic ones. Yeah, I think I I was more into Yu Gi Oh! I had like one of those like decks like that you or like the arm thing. You had the arm thing. I didn't have that. You were a nerd. Oh, I was a nerd. Yeah. Dan was was a nerd. (laughs) I don't think I ever like ended up knowing how to play the card game. And also, I didn't have anyone that would was like would want to play with me. Like, I don't don't think that's something you advertise. Like, hey, you you know, I'm really (laughs) into Yu Gi Oh! Like, Dude, yeah. if, if you would have asked me of all the boys like who was a nerd as a kid, I would have said you were least the least likely to be yeah, a nerd. Stan's a meathead now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a fucking nerd. I still game like. Yeah, you are a gamer. That's, that's true. Fair. But that's like a different type of nerd too. Yeah. But yeah, I can kind of understand that though. Like the the Yu Gi Oh Pokemon kids probably ended up being gamers. Like, oh, for sure. It's just a wave, right? Okay. Anyways, we got off topic, but so baseball cards are back. So, wait, Fish got into this? Yeah, he's got, like, a co-worker that he was telling me about. I, like, loosely know about it, like, but he bought, like, one of the Bowman boxes. And that's, like, the most, like, common, like, you can get, like, autograph cards, like, jersey cards in there. That's kind of cool. I honestly think I'm going to buy one. Just Just like see what you get. A little hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, also it's just, like, if I get an Ellie De La Cruz, like, super rare rookie card. Yeah. I do remember growing up, like, Chance's dad had, I think, like, a Ken Griffey Jr. and a a Barry Bonds rookie card. I never really understood the allure of rookie cards. Didn't they make, like, thousands of them that year? Yeah, they had to. And that's, you like, think what they I did, s- though? You think as a rookie card, you don't know if the player is going to be good yet or not. So I feel like they wouldn't make a yeah, lot of rookie cards. Yeah, probably not as much nowadays. 
but yeah, back then because they come true. and go. It's a good point. I don't know. What's the number? Is the number one the Honus Wagner? Yeah, six point six million dollars back yeah. in twenty twenty one. That got sold in twenty twenty one. Damn, Babe that's Ruth. like the most iconic baseball and card. Also, let's just talk about the guys that are like buying these at auction. What what do they like? Darren Ravels of the world. Yeah, weirdos. What do they get out of holding? Just I, you're the only one that has this little piece of paper with an ugly looking. <laughs> I think Honus Wagner is one of the ugliest people in he professional really sports. Yeah, <laughs> like look at that. He was probably an asshole too. Oh, believe me. I actually think he was an asshole. A but Baltimore news. That is literally just like the point of that is like, oh, I have more money than you. Yeah. That's like the ultimate. Like, Fuck you, just, money. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. That's a very good point. But hell, I want to pull the next fucking Honus Wagner rookie out of a box and be a millionaire because of it. That would be pretty sick. But that's the thing, though, like talking about to Max's point, like you wouldn't know that they would be that good. Like think about when Shohei Atani got fucking drafted, like everyone knew he was going to be awesome. So could it have been like that crazy? I mean, the number five one though is Mike Trout. I mean, he was pretty highly touted. I just know with like these cards nowadays, like there's like kind of like tiers, like the Bowman, they have like the gold. I don't even know what the hell they call it, but like there's like autographed and there's like certain limited number, like one of five, that kind of thing. So like you do, like there are like super limited cards that they release that people know are going to be like worth the money. Yeah, that's fair. Look at these top. We're looking at the top 10 for the listeners. We're looking at top 10 most expensive baseball cards of all time. 2021 what happened in 2021 because nine of the top 10 were sold in 2021 and the other one out of 10 was sold in 2020 these people just they just ran it up in COVID, and people people pulled out some heists and just ripped off the government (laughs) i wonder i mean again all this stuff kind of comes in waves i don't really i feel like i remember towards the end of college so like 2019 i remember people saying like baseball cards just aren't a thing anymore but then now it's kind of come back. So it's just coming in waves. So maybe they all got sold because people were like, I can buy them for cheaper than what they were a while ago. But I mean, $6.6 million for a fucking piece of paper is pretty wild. Remember when people said that NFTs were going to be a thing? Oh my God. So dumb. People are still trying to make I was NFTs so out them. on that from the beginning. Yeah. I never got the war of it. Like it I didn't look at no all. sense. At all. It's a, you can take a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> it is the exact same thing. I mean, yeah, even like I still am not fully bought into like Bitcoin and all the digital currency, but I do get I get the idea of it of like the NFTs just don't even make sense. Yeah, it's like you're trying to make private like a clip that's out on, out there on twitter yeah like it's so dumb it's so fucking dumb i never understood the lore of it and i'm sure there's people that spent thousands millions of dollars on them thinking that they were being the next big big thing and lost their ass what yeah. was that one called bored ape club or something yeah. where they came out with like 10 or 20 apes that look bored and they were selling for like three four five hundred thousand dollars and then they just went to like they like went to almost zero at this point. Imagine being the dumbass that did that, too. Yeah. Also, sorry, not to switch back to baseball, but I knew Cincinnati Reds were the first baseball team. Mm-hmm. They were called Cincinnati Red Stockings. Mm-hmm. We've had, it was like the Red Stockings, the Red Legs, like. There was another one in there, too. Fuck. I can't remember. Dude, the, like, when they did, was that in 2021, they did all the old school jerseys? 2021 or 2020, maybe, whatever it was, but. 
the one like the the first like wool jerseys that they had those oh that, are yeah it was twenty twenty one with Dietrich with the cutoff yes yes those yeah, are those sick were sick yeah some of the throwbacks of the Reds uniforms were fucking wild yeah dude just reading up on like the Reds history is it's pretty fucking crazy um yeah why were they called the Red Stockings there's some. Eighteen sixty nine, Harry Wright formed the Cincinnati Red Stockings and the team played its home games at Union Grounds, which was located just west of downtown Cincinnati. The team originated from the high red stockings or stockings the team wore with its high leg high length pants. Fifty seven and 0 in their first season. Yeah, the the craziest <laughs> part about that too is like Someone asked me this one time, like I was talking to somebody after college and I was like, yeah, I'm from Cincinnati. Like, did you know the Reds are the first professional baseball team? And he was like, so if they were the first professional baseball team, who did they play against? I was just about to <laughs> ask that. And I was like, uh, don't look that up because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> who did they play? High school teams? They were literally playing against like Salvation Armies and like, it's kind of like if you ever look up like Michigan football. Like Michigan football was teaching people how to play football so that they could beat them. Yeah, they were like they were beating like the YMCA of like Detroit, Michigan, by like 150 points. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous, <laughs> but they have technically the most national titles. Wow. But yeah, I think the next team. I don't really know. Right there. Oh, maybe not. Wait, was it Boston Red? Went on to help found the Boston Red Stockings, which eventually became the Boston Braves. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure you could look up like their records and stuff like who they played. That's the one thing baseball has done a good job of is like their record books are still very like solid. I mean, whether or not a lot of the rules and stuff have changed, but yeah, in 1869 the game was probably a little bit different than now. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, they would fall over their in their grave if they saw oh, yeah. Ellie Pimp's first home run. <laughs> yeah. And that is the one thing I think we probably both agree on. Like, the unwritten rules of baseball are just such bullshit. So lame. The only one I agree with is bunting to break up a no-hitter. Yeah, that's a scumbag move. Scumbag move. But nowadays, like, do you remember Jose Fernandez, RIP? Am I getting that right, the Marlins pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. He hit – he was a pitcher, Max, starting pitcher hit his first career home run, and he took a peek at it. Like, he hammered it in Miami, and they were playing this. the Braves. I, like, will always remember this. A starting pitcher hit his first career home run, took a peek at it. You know, he hit it and stood and watched. And the Braves, benches ended up clearing because the Braves got so pissed off That's at this bullshit. pitcher for watching his first career home run. Yeah. I don't – Wait. What? Yeah. It's – dude, it has been a thing. And honestly, shout out. He's kind of a creep, and he's not in the league anymore. But Trevor Bauer did a really good job of, like, getting media to be kind of over that shit. Like, as a pitcher, he was the first one to be like, dude, if a guy fucking rocks one off of me, I'm going to take it like a man if he pimps it. But I'm going to fucking get back in his face if I strike him out the next time. Like, he was really, in my opinion, he was one of the first guys to be like, this is how the game should be played. It's supposed to be fun. I definitely think he influenced that. And yeah. then guys like like Acuna and yeah. all these young guys, like Jazz Chisholm, I mean, Ellie now, like yeah. all of them just like being swaggy and like everyone just, they just kind of had to get, you know, 
Yeah. All the old baseball novices that were like super pissed about that just had to bite their hand. Like, yeah. This is the game now. It's flashy. Like, it's fucking sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, that was even like going back to the rule changes too. Like, I was I was very weary of the pitch clock. I'm still a little bit weary. I think it's too quick at this point. I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. We were kind of talking about this with Shooter too. Um, if they like expand it or if they don't do it in the playoffs. But the more I've watched games, I'm like, this is actually pretty sick. Like, it moves. Like, it's it's an upbeat game now. As a casual fan, I like it a lot yeah. more. Because that was part of the reason why I just, one, would never even watch on TV because it long-ass games. Oh, yeah. And even going to games, yeah, they were fun. Half the fun to me is drinking beer and eating hot dogs. But, like... It do does kind of suck for going to games. I don't think so. I Dude, think it's so quick. It's so quick. It's still like two and a half hours. That's but like a baseball game. You should be like three and a half. But they stopped selling beer after the seventh inning, too. But I'm saying like three and a half hours is a long time to just sit there in the Yeah, stands. but if I'm going to a game, I'm cool with that. Uh, On TV, I agree. Yeah, but sucks. you like love baseball. Yeah. But I you think can for always the, leave early. But I'm saying, yeah, but... You can't stay longer. You get roasted if you leave early. Eh, yeah, is I roast you. you. Know right. But like casuals no. don't. Het is just the hardo that wants to stay for like every hour. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Is like for the casual fan, if you want to keep this to be America's pastime, you gotta you gotta play. Well, to it's the always casual gonna be America's pastime. That's a fact. Fair, whatever. Can't change. But America's you know pastime. what I'm saying. <laughs> I am a huge proponent on the pitch clock. I love it. But like, kind of like you said, the playoffs are gonna run into some issues. Like, can you imagine? Because now, like. There's obviously the pitch clock, the batter, if they're not in the strikes or in the box. Yeah. Can you imagine a World Series, an a in America or American League Championship game series, like, like coming decided. down to a called strike three because they weren't in the box? I know on the timer. Can you imagine that shit? Like, I think it works well now until there's going to be one of those like late September games or yeah. something that gets decided on it. That's gonna. Suck. And then people are going to come out of the woodwork bitching like yeah. about it. But I agree as like just watching a game like, shoot, I'll probably watch the Reds game tonight. We're playing the Royals. Hopefully we kick the dog shit out of them. Yeah. And Kansas beat City. any team from Kansas City. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like I, it's hard to do because I mean, again, we can talk about refereeing in sports till our eyes turn bloody, but it should be a little bit more of a judgment call. Like in a scenario where it's like, hey, don't fucking decide this on a pitch clock. I don't believe, I don't agree with that. You think it should be a judgment call? Because I'm then it comes down to like one or two people or even like a small group of people to say, hey, we decide that it's going to be this way. Because you're always going to have so many, like the, yeah. the, the people who were affected by it, the fans that were affected by it in a negative way, they're going to be like, well, fuck those people who made the judgment call to go against us. Whereas <sighs> yeah. rules are rules and they're very specific. And if it is not what it is, then that is the yeah. rule. Like to me, and you got to stick to the rules in, in sports as close as possible because that's what makes it fair. That's why they're there. But if you go to like a human judgment, it's a good argument. Then I'll be devil's advocate for that scenario. Okay. It's like, yeah, the rules are rules, and you got to judge it like as close to as close to you know how they're written as possible. But like, it's one of those things. Like you're kind of saying, like judgment. Like it comes down to like last shot in basketball. There's just some fouls you don't call. Like yes. last shots. Like yeah, that you is a foul by the book. But like, do we want to decide any... the game on yeah. me making this call? 
Yeah. And there's so many of those circumstances in basketball, in all basketball, football, especially yes. like holding calls, like Fair. big games, like where, yes, by the rules, it is a foul. Yeah. It's a holding call. Yeah. But it holding is, a foul is a judgment call to Max's point. This isn't really a judgment. call. That's what I'm saying. I'm coming yeah. back to baseball specifically. Right. Yeah. This is fair. not the one that you're talking to talking about is not a judgment call. It is a very to get people's opinion black this, or white actually. rule. Yeah. We've actually done we're about to do three unanswerables in this in this episode. <laughs> All sports related too, just an FYI. The, the unanswerable sports related. You're gonna like the unanswerable too, by the way. It's okay. gonna you're gonna look at me and be like, fuck you. Um okay. One other topic too that we have to get to. I think I sent this to you, but Holdy, so Holdy's been listening like pretty aggressively. So our buddy Alex Holderbach actually he got drafted. He ended up playing double A for a little bit. Um, I don't think he's playing at all anymore. But he had texted me. He listened to last Alex Holderbach is his last name. Yep, E R B A C H. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Anyways, so he listened to last week's episode with Cam about like mushroom psychedelics. So he texted me and he was like, "Dude, I got an interesting tidbit for you." So I'll just read his text off specifically. He was like, "A few dudes I played with have microdose shrooms on the days they pitch." just to take away the ego and they say it's game changing because they see things differently and are open to changing things up. So that was like in reference to when he was like listening to us talk about shrooms. He was like, I never did it, but it's like most of them were uh, like a little bit more free spirit dudes, but he was like, yeah, they'd end up like doing some weird shit that you would not really like expect just because like, yeah, at the end of the day, they're tripping shrooms. Yeah. And yeah, you're still in a public setting, so. That was my thing was like, there's no way. I asked him, I was like, this wouldn't be like a scenario that's like the first time they've ever done shrooms. He was like, no, 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 no. These are guys that are doing shrooms. I was like, okay, that's fair. But still, I was even like, wouldn't that technically be like a PED? I was just Yeah, you could definitely it. get in trouble with that. Yeah. If you got pops, but I mean, who's? I don't think they're testing for fucking shrooms. I don't think you can test for shrooms. He was saying, too, that they don't test for weed anymore. Okay. Which I didn't know that. Really? Well, yeah. I will say that, like, you sent that text about that, like, about what Holdy said with the, sh- like, microdosing shrooms. Yeah. And I was not surprised because, like, Doc Gooden back in the 90s threw a no no on acid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Fucking insane, dude. Acid's a whole different ball game, too. Oh, yeah. Like, tripping on LSD versus, like, I've done, I haven't done shrooms yet, but I imagine it's way more aggressive. Acid would be actually terrifying. I, I will never take that. No, yeah. Because it's like 12 hours or some shit, and like you're still tripping. Like, yeah. Oh, I just want this to be over. Yeah, like, you wake up the next day, and somebody on your team's like, dude, you threw a no-hitter yesterday. And you're like, so, you threw a I no-hitter on acid? Yeah. I'd be like, shit, bro, I'm still tripping ass. Wow. Doc Gooden, I think there's a documentary out there, like a 30 yeah. for 30 on it. That guy loved drugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, he, so I'm not surprised, spirit. but yeah, he literally threw a no-hitter. Was it in the 60s? Like, during the peak of, like, psychedelics and shit? No, I think it was in the 80s. Wow. So, like, later. Forty-seven years ago in 1970. 1970. So, it was, like, right after. Probably. People were probably still doing a good amount of drugs in 1970. I'm high as a Georgia pine. (laughs) Doc Ellis. Yeah, he was an interesting cat. I do think, I think there's, like, a 30s for very short or something on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because that was, I'm thinking of, I was thinking of like the 80s and 90s because of Daryl Strawberry. What and did he, what was he doing? He was a big drug guy, I think. He was a Coke guy. Yeah. Though, right? 
Yeah. Him and then I forget I mean, the other guy that was Everybody on was doing coke in the 90s. I'm pretty sure it was the Mets. Baseball history is sick because guys used to party. I think like one of the best like stories is like Mickey Mantle getting head like in the <laughs> outfield like under the bleachers yeah, while like, a game is happening. What? Yeah. It's just one of those like people always talk about like if you put Kyrie Irving in whatever 1970 like people would think he's an alien. I think it's even more so like nowadays if you had Babe Ruth step into the box against a dude throwing a a 12 inch breaking ball like he would be like fuck that shit this goes unsaid like baseball i think objectively is the hardest sport like get in the box right with uh with shooter get in the box right now and face any of the top pitchers like shohei otani yeah that guy throws 100 but he also snaps off they call it the sweeper now it's not even like a slider not even a curveball a sweeper because it moves that much that breaks like two feet that's like nuts. has like 24 inches of break. What do you mean, it's, when you say breaks two feet or breaks 12 inches, what does that mean? Like, so, like, so literally yeah. like the ball starts here, like yeah. out of the hand and it breaks 22 inches. Like, Oh, from like the other side to the other side. Okay. It's like a movement. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking. Wow. So he'll throw a fucking fastball straight as an arrow. And a lot of the time it's not straight. Like there'll be some like drop on it, like a fastball, but like yeah. a four seam fastball is straight. It's a straight ball. Yeah. They're throwing 100 miles an hour straight ball. And then, I mean, out of the hand, I, it has to look the same. Yeah. And they throw a sweeper that is like 90 miles an hour that breaks 22 feet or 22 inches. 22 feet. That, that <laughs> does not make sense. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But wow. imagine that. Like you go to swing and, oh, shit. It the was ball's here not there. there. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, like I think about the times I probably only saw ninety miles per hour maybe three or four times, and that was like it could have been ninety, it could not have been like no one really had radar guns. Whoa, was that shit fast? And then like I just and like every people have said like every mile per hour after ninety is like, yep, that was ninety two. <laughs> like yep, that was ninety three. The other thing that I've always asked Holdy too is like. I think I probably asked him this like three or four times. I'm like, when you get that high up and you're facing that good at pitching, when does it get to the point where you just have to start guessing? And he's like, dude, the best hitters in the world never guess. They're always sitting fastball, always adjusting. Like, that is fucking crazy to me. That like, dude, if I was stepping into the box and it was 0-2, I'm like, I'm just sitting on a curveball. Like, I'm sitting on a curveball. Like, I don't know what else to do. Well, And that's like, it's one of those things that like, as just an average, I mean, just as a baseball fan, I get like so frustrated sometimes when I see like our like like Jonathan India take a fastball yeah. right down the cock like because he's guessing yeah because yeah. he's guessing and I'm like okay that makes sense yeah yeah like I, mean, I get like, like this is just like the average fan just talking shit like oh I could have fucking hit yeah, that what the like, fuck man it's right down the <laughs> cock it's 103 on the black you could hit that no I've, I've, I'm becoming older I'm like oh yeah no I mean he yeah. could have just he could have thrown those the fork ball there he could have thrown anything like the splitter that drops right off the plate like, oh my god yeah dude some of those and now it, that they're doing like the umpire cams too it gives people better perspective literally and metaphorically of like holy shit that fucking that pitch is nuts and this is for any baseball fans out there that might not follow it pitching ninja on twitter yeah rob is my, like probably my favorite account that i follow because he just like he's so funny, he does dude. like all just the nastiest pitches of the day he'll do overlays so like what i'm saying like He'll do an overlay of their fastball and then their curveball. Like 
how it looks the same coming out of the hand and like how obviously drastic the difference in the where the pitch finishes at. And he's also been making me money gambling, giving out his picks. So (laughs) I'm gonna plug Pitching Ninja and uh, let me know if he wins you some money too. But again, this kind of goes back to um, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like all the film and stuff that guys have. Nowadays, this is the other thing Holdy told me is he's like you get like there's so much more like what's the word I'm like like content on basically every pitcher tips their pitches in some way. Like most of the time we have like some sort of way to figure out that you're tipping a pitch. It's more so of like how quickly can your own team realize that you're tipping pitches and tell you. And tipping pitches for people that don't know is basically like a pitcher usually does something with his like face or his hands that like you know okay an off-speed pitch is coming or, or i mean it could be that. even be as much as he just if when he's throwing fastball he's just driving with his legs more he's just yeah. giving it all in there and like you can just tell and that's the thing like his yeah. face like he grimaces his face a little yeah. bit more shit like that but yeah i mean you see that when guys are just getting rocked yeah everything out of their th- out of their hand that they're throwing and it's getting put in play you're like oh he's stepping something yeah like, I kind of remember, too, and I don't know that, like, a lot of teams do this, but, like, growing up, at least in high school, my coach would always tell me, because I played center a lot in summer ball, and he was like, it's kind of on you to, like, if you start to see our pitchers tipping pitches, you got to kind of recognize it, too, because you have the best view of, like, the pitcher. So if it's something – and then the catcher, obviously, is going to be the first guy because he's seeing him from the front, but center field seeing him from the back. Anyways, it's crazy. There's so much shit that goes into baseball that, like – even myself and Dan, who watch a good amount of baseball, I know probably less than 5% of what goes on in a nine-inning game. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you think – what is your take? I don't think I – I haven't really ever had a conversation about that. What's your take on Pitchcom? Pitchcom? Oh, that's a good one. Because, I mean, I think it is limiting, like, I mean, as much as, like, stealing signs from second because, like, you have to switch up signs for catcher – when there's a runner on second, because they can obviously see, and they're obviously going to yeah. relay that to the batter, you know, for their advantage. I'm kind of a baseball purist. Like, I don't even really love the uh, – I don't mind it for the regular season, but I don't love the the DH and the NL. So, I like, love it. Yeah. I'm just – I more love it for, like, the World Series. I think it makes the World Series so fucking interesting. Like, managers have to get so sh- – like, Kyle Schwarber couldn't play at home in the 2016 World Series because he – he couldn't fucking DH. But anyways, Pitchcom, like, yeah, I agree with you. It takes away, like, a part of the aspect of the game of, like, stealing signs is awesome. And there's so many fucking difficulties with it right now. Yeah. Like, you see it, like, once – it feels like once a game, it's like, they oh, they go got a Pitchcom air. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Pitchcom is, like, a basically the – I think they have it in their ear, right? The, you can have it, like, in your hat, like, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, essentially, like – the catcher behind the plate has like a little like interface, like a phone or whatever, and they just call the pitch like that. Like they just press a button for whatever huh. pitch they want. They don't give signs anymore. It's literally just like a thing. Like they can have it on their like their wrist. That's I've usually it, like, I feel like Tyler Stevenson. Is it newer? Yeah, last, last year was the first year. year of it. Yeah, and people like it or dislike it. I mean, the players love it at least defensively because like you don't have to worry about signs. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people like it, but mm. like I said, I'm kind of a purist. In it's that sense. now just who's going to be the first Astro and like hack the other team. Yeah, fuck, like, fuck some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, I just don't love like 
technology being introduced involved yeah. too much. I am the biggest proponent on RoboOMS. You do. You are in on RoboOMS. Yeah, I am so in. Like because I, this goes back to judgment calls. Yeah, yeah. that's true. No, and that's this is like point. one of those things. There's a Twitter account that judges every single MLB I've game seen that before, and it's like umpire overall like accuracy. Um, and they like will make like because I think the average is like 92 to like 95 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll do like percent of balls called good. correctly, percent of strikes called correctly, and then there will be like a list of plays that were like stood out like it's like bottom three two outs they call a ball that was a strike that would have ended the inning kind of yeah. thing yeah and then they do overall like how many runs were attributed to each team or how many runs a team was like benefited from it so like okay. it'll be like 0.14 runs for the reds plus like, okay yeah wasn't there i feel like i saw this account last year because there was an up that called it 100 percent accurate game or something like that oh yeah yeah that actually might have been earlier this year maybe it was mm, a different one maybe i don't know yeah. i just remember it popping up and i'm like wow that's actually wild super impressive yeah that yeah. is very impressive and that is very unlikely because yeah. i mean a lot of the time shit you can tell a bad ump like just watching a reds game on a weeknight you're like that guy sucks like that was yeah. that was a ball that was well this is another thing too and i still don't like it but when they first introduced the i think Sunday Night Baseball was the first one to do it with the the K-Zone on the TV. And now every game has the K-Zone on the TV. It just makes me more mad. It just makes the... It's like, like showing up the umpire. Yeah. That's and it's how like, I, if we have that technology to show them up... Yeah, they might as well get just, it right. Yeah, then why the fuck don't we do it now? Yeah, I do agree with that. Like, I, I wish they would just take it off the TVs, personally. Because it makes you even more upset when you're like, oh, he sets up outside... And he misses his spot, but it was a strike and it gets called a ball. Yeah. You're like, fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of the time it's like your catchers too. Like, yeah. And that is like. It's part of it. Yeah. It's an art of just. See, but that robo umps would take away from that. They would. And I do. I, I'm like back and forth in robo umps. Like when the Reds get like screwed by a bad ump, then I'm like, yep, robo umps. Yeah. But like when we benefit from it, I'm like. No. Dude, yeah. That's like, I mean, think about like what catchers Catcher spends so much time trying to steal strikes. Yeah. But, like, if you have rubber arms, they don't need that anymore. Yeah. The, I heard someone say that they think it's initially, like, it's going to come, but they think it's initially just going to be, like, a challenge method of, like, a manager gets one or two challenges a game on, like, strikes and balls. And then I forget who I was listening to talk about that, but they were like, I don't think it's going to go past that for, like, a while okay. at least. But I'd be okay with that. Like, in a big spot, it's like your hitter comes back. Like, if Joey Votto comes back to the dugout and he's like, it, it was a ball. Like, I know it was a ball. Joey Votto has the best eye of, like, any hitter. But, anyways, what were you about to say about Joey Votto? Joey Votto's story. And this was, like, I forget. I saw it on social media recently. That guy is just a goofball to start with. But, like, he also, like you said, I mean, his career, like, on base percentages, like, I mean, he's Hall of Fame numbers. Like, yeah. his stats, Hall of Fame, written all over it. Um, but it was like this story, Zach Granke and Joey Votto, like how they, they were facing off one of these times and Granke knew that Votto had the best eye in baseball and Votto picks up on spin, especially better than any hitter in baseball. Okay. So Votto like would catch the spin on Granke's slider and like take it cause it's going to break out of the zone. Granke like one umped Votto. 
this was back like when they were both in their primes yeah. too. This was a few years ago. Granky threw like a shitty slider purposely that just like curved right down the middle. Three of them in a row, and Vado took all three of them because he caught the spin and thought it was gonna break out of the zone. What the fuck? So Granky like one up Vado, but like talk about two of the weirdest players in baseball. Yeah, Joey Vado and Zach Granky. Really Shooter That's and I the- were talking about that like on the way home, just like how. They're both goofballs. Yeah, that is just one of those like insanely cool stories of just like you talk about playing 162 games a year. You just pick up on shit. Like when fucking we were at the Reds Cubs game the other night, and uh, TJ Friedel deked someone. Like he fucking had a fly ball right above him, and got the dude on first to think that he lost it in the light, and then doubled him up. I was like, I've never seen that before. That was the smartest baseball play I've ever seen in my life. Why don't guys do that all the time? That <laughs> like, was sick. We need to get that get that guy back on the field. Yeah, well, I, I think he is. Back I think he played field. last night, actually, or yesterday. Um, okay. Anyways, we probably ran a little long here, but that was fun as fuck. Okay. Uh, really quick, reading off other enhanceables. I probably should have mentioned this on an earlier episode. My buddy Shepard, when we were talking about intimidating restaurants, have you guys ever been to Cookout? Yes. No, I have I not. Is it intimidating, or is it like weird if you've never been there? Is it a weird it's, process? I don't remember it being that way, but like, I also think I've been, it's like the only, like I consider that like, or I associate that with like coming back from like Lake Cumberland. Yeah. It's like down South, right? Yeah. It's like Kentucky. Like that's the only time I've ever had it is in Kentucky. And every time I've just been like miserably hungover. So like, I just need some kind of food. Yeah. And it's just like shitty, like fast food. It's cheap as hell. Do you like, what's the, what's the process of getting it? Why would it be intimidating? I that's above my pay grade over here. Shepard, you might be in the wrong there, but I haven't been, so. Don't a lot of rappers rap about cookout? Maybe. Must be. Maybe it's in Atlanta. I feel like it is. All rappers are from Anyways. Atlanta, so. <laughs> it's a southern thing for sure. Yeah. If you go to, if you do go to cookout, though, they have cheer wine. Cheer wine is like, I'm not a soda drinker anymore. Cheer wine? Cheer wine is my favorite soda of all time. Really? It's only in the south. Like, when my dad used to work in Alabama, he'd bring back, like, cases of it when I was really young. Huh. It's like cherry Coke, but like a lot more cherry than Coke, and it's delicious. I'm like gonna try if this if anywhere ever has cheer wine, I get it. Cheer like that's the only soda that I would say I probably drink, other than like whiskey gingers and shit like that. Yeah, that's fair. Oh god, I thought, I thought that said Doc Hitler. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, so for the unanswerable. I told you you're going to either hate me or love me for this, but this is for you and I because I believe of my close friends, I think you and I are the only ones of the teams that we die hard root for, we have never seen a championship in our lifetime. Yeah, that's correct. Fair. Yeah. Because most of my friends were like Ohio State fans growing up. Yep. It's like they've all seen – I mean, a lot of my friends from like home, like Corey, Chance, and all them don't really root for Ohio State anymore, but – like they were at a point. So, would you give up watching sports for eight years to see your favorite team win a championship in person? Was this a? Did this come from a Barstool? No, I had this for forever. Fuck! I swear. Eight, they probably I watched did, scenes, yeah. and I think it was something similar to this. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if not I'm eight years, how many? How many years? Like wherever the Super Bowl is, like. So mine would be Game Seven of a World Series for the Reds. Like that's my number one, especially in Great American. I, I would do eight years in a heartbeat. I might do. 
this is like you're you're just depends how you give up old sports you are, all sports you can't watch can't any watch sports. sports any oh, sports fuck that dude like i can't do that like that, <laughs> sports are like one of my own like few hobbies like i, I can't <laughs> fucking do that what would i do with my dan time? doesn't have sports he's not dan dude. yeah brother like what do you mean i can't you get to see would, would the Bengals be your number one yeah Bengals, of course okay that's like i know yours especially is like the reds like the yeah. Bengals for me are just like just mean more like the only thing though with the Bengals is like a super bowl would be I'm not saying it would be lame, but of all of the like championships, a Super Bowl is probably the one that I wouldn't would care the less the least about. Really? Fuck that. The Reds have won one. The Bengals haven't won shit. No, I'm saying like the Super Bowl, the event itself. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like I I do like, I think the better atmosphere of the two is obviously like the World Series, like Reds yeah. game seven at home because it's all Reds fans. What about a Notre Dame national championship? I've like cared that's also less and less about Notre Dame. Like it's fair, yeah. That's like college sports are just like eh, to me. Like so, it would be Bengals, it would be Reds, Bengals, Reds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. those are the only two like teams that like I actually like care about. Truly care about. That's yeah, fair. truly care about. Like I mean, shit. When we lost the Super Bowl, I mean, I wanted to just oh I my wanted God. my plane to crash the next morning. Yeah, I wanted to eat a curb. Yeah. Oh, dude, you wouldn't. So you wouldn't do eight years. Fuck no. Dude. Eight years is so long eight to not have so that long. entertainment. How long would you do? Wait, so does that mean like if your boys are going out to a bar and there's sports on, you can't couldn't want. go? Yeah. You can't dude, watch or you can't go? You just can't watch. You still go. <laughs> like, this is that, hypothetical. So let's say you just have like blinders on. Like, again, it's hypothetical. Yeah. You're not actually. Yeah, yeah. Eight years? It's an unanswerable You can't question. even participate in conversation. Good, but you just don't know what happened. Think of how much People time can tell you, you what happened. You just can't watch. You could still listen to media and stuff. Oh, so you can't watch, but you could like listen yeah. to the games. You just cannot watch sports. <laughs> no, not doing it. <laughs> Simply okay, not. Like, what would be? What's would your you year threshold? Yeah, you wouldn't even give up like one year. I would say maybe uh, like the year after they won the championship. Yeah, like that's true. If the Bengals won the Super Bowl the other year, I would have just been like, whatever happens this year, I, I don't, don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's like I want the Bengals to go all out. Like, and great. Like, like I say that the Rams though, that one year. But like, they got I don't really, want to suck again. Honestly, as we're talking about this, I think it'd almost be better. Like what the Rams did, they went all out and then they sucked the next year. That might be easier. Then like if you were still like think about if the Bengals won that game and then they made it. Like I would have bought back in once they were good. Yeah. I'd be like, I fucking wanted to do this again. This is awesome. Yeah. You think play- the journey there is fun. That playoff yeah. run like yeah. was the most like electric time. It was I mean, so awesome. I mean, even last year was super fun too. When we beat the shit out of the Bills. That was a that was just like bliss. I was just sitting there with a smile on my face. Yeah. Like I couldn't stop. Oh I was like, God. it's like one of those like I that can't was, like, stop the smiling. Drunkest I've ever been on a Sunday. So you you would do eight years. Yeah, eight years to see the Reds win a World Series Game Seven in Great American Ballpark. That would be the greatest day of my entire life. I would cry for weeks thinking about that. <laughs> ten years. I'd probably do ten. Twelve. No. 11. 10. I'd do one decade. Oh, my God. Right now, you could not watch until you're 36 years old. It depends how old. 36 years old, you could not. Like, you'd be 36. That depends how old I am, too. Yeah. I think I'm more so saying, like, right now. Because then, like, 10 years pass, then I'm 36, and I can, yeah, I can still watch for another. Honestly, though, at that point, I might just be like, that was it. I'm not even like I'm not even a sports fan anymore. <laughs> you just get I peaked. It's over. <laughs> you just take on knitting or something. Yeah. <laughs> the tough thing though would be like if you did decide to do that and then they win like three more and you're like, <laughs> I only saw the first one. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was awesome, but <laughs> what is your take on this, Max? I wouldn't do eight years. And I am not even 
like you guys love love you die you're diehard sports fans i like sports yeah but i'm not a diehard sports fan you get into it when you're into i get it, into but. it but um no i wouldn't do eight years yeah i think i would do so originally the question was i maybe do like two or three would you give up sports forever but i was like that's just not like no one would do that i don't know there's no chance I'm not. I wouldn't even like a year would be a stretch. Okay, here's another one. I'm curious what people would say. Like, if I, anyone else yeah. would agree with me, because I do think I'm being crazy here. But like, I don't care. I think eight years is a stretch. I say give it up for a year. I think that's like kind of manageable. Can you imagine? Schuster I think a, giving up sports for a year. I think a lot of people would say yes to a year, though. Yeah, I'd love to see here shooters because for betters you couldn't really bet. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I don't gamble, so I mean, you still you could, could bet, but what the fuck could, is the fun in yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, there is no no fun like when you. The other thing though, and again, this is just me. You can still listen to the radio. You just can't watch. Yeah, that's kind that of suck. But I mean, it'd be okay. Something. I think the barstool one that I, if I'm remembering correctly, was, would you want your team to win a championship, knowing that for the next ten years they would make it all the way but lose in the final game. The next 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd do that. It, the journey me. would be sick. I mean... Every single year, you have to... But I know every single year they're going to lose? Yeah. That would make it so much easier. I'd just be like, okay, we're going to lose this game. We got the one, That's though. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that. I, I, I yeah. need to go back and find it. So PFT it and Big Cat have been doing this combo about, like... Do you still listen weekly? No. I never was. Like, a, like during the season, like, I used to, like, listen every week. Yeah. I don't even do that now. It's, it's like... Fair. It's straight up, like, if the Bengals lose, I'm in a bad mood. I don't look at, like, highlights. I don't listen to any national <laughs> yeah. media. I'm like, they just ruined my week. I know. But they – so their hypothetical has been, would you rather win one and never make it, like – Oh, that's what it was. Never make it to the playoffs again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or would you rather lose five Super Bowls in a row? And they both are like, I'd rather lose five Super Bowls in a row. That's what it was. He thinks it was – Big Cat and I disagree with Jerry that completely. I'd much rather just win the one. I don't know, but because like that Super Bowl run was so much damn fun. I know. I, it's true. Once you like root, rooted for a team and like in your adulthood and like a team that makes it really far, you're like shit. That was still really fun. Yeah, but and that's, that's like one of those things. As a kid, I never would have imagined like that the Bengals were at the Super Bowl. Like I, I never thought I'd see the day. To be honest, no, like, to yeah. be completely honest with you, I never thought I would. I have think saw that's the day. why that season was so fun because we've never seen it ever, but ever, ever, ever. My argument is, I have to sit on Twitter once a month when someone posts the Logan Wilson hold call, and it ruins my entire day. Like I just brought it up, and you're not going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen it on social media too, and it just grinds my gears. It literally every makes fucking me want time. to send my head through a brick wall. Yeah, I, I just that game. I just want to erase from my memory. Yeah, like, but it's everywhere. Yeah, you I don't know. have to deal with that if you win it and then you never make it back for the rest of your life. No, no, this was like I think their hypothetical was like the ten next years, five or ten five years, years or something. Actually, it might have been. I don't know. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, that Logan Wilson. I mean, I, I that is just, it's it's insane, it's just dude. running through my brain right now. I can't not think about it. And for non-Bengals fans to say that that was a penalty or yeah. just, I mean, I it just really, blows my mind. I don't know many people that think it was the right call, but 
I digress. Um, Ended on a really sad note. Yeah. No, Wait, we'll be back, Max. Did Don't you have worry. any like dumb questions about baseball that you were curious about? Oh yeah, I had one dumb question that I didn't ask. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I only um assistant. I don't believe in d- only dumb yeah, questions okay. or okay, irrelevant okay, okay. questions. You guys were talking about how fast these pitches are, ninety to hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Does it hurt to hit these balls? And I asked that because oh. when we go to sluggers and we're doing like 40, 50 mile per hour balls off of the, um, whatever yeah. those are called. It might be faster than that. No, maybe not. I think they have like a 40, 50, and a 60 okay. there. It hurts my fucking hands hitting those balls. Yeah, it's just a shitty bat. Yeah. Okay, so it all comes down to the bat. Yeah, but if you're you hit one on the screws, you don't feel anything. No. Well, well, you especially feel it, with a wood bat. Yeah. A wood bat? They, they were wooden like, bats when we did oh, it. Those hurt more when you get them on the end or towards the handle. Yeah. Especially on the end. Oh, my God. And if it's cold out, but a wood bat, when you like hit one to dance point, like right on the screws, right in the perfect spot, it literally feels like you swung through air. It's crazy. Really? I mean, you feel it, but it's so smooth. I don't know how to describe it. I honestly think I've never done it before. But I think one of the greatest things in sports has got to be hitting a walk-off home run. That would be so, uh, like Game Seven, like World Series. Like, like Joe Carter has the greatest play in sports history, in my yep. opinion. Joe Carter hit a walk-off home run in Game Seven of a World Series to win a World Series. I'm pretty sure at home. Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't in Toronto. But either way, so does it hurt? It can, but no. Okay. Yeah, like if you get jammed, like a lot of times, like I mean, like get jammed, hit it off the barrel, like or yeah. off the handle, like yeah, that'll suck. Like you yeah. were asking about the other night when Shooter was here about the uh, the thumb guard. Yeah, the thumb guard. That's why they wear them. Yeah, just in case, because you can like break your thumb. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just nuts. That wasn't dumb. That wasn't a dumb question at all. I think that was my only dumb, yeah, quote unquote, dumb question that I could think of. Max, one time was sitting here watching a game with me. I don't remember what you said about it. Might have been about stealing strikes. Like a catcher was like framing really well, and you were like, "Dude, that's crazy how that guy, like the catcher, gets the ump to call a strike when it's not even close." I'm like, "Dude, you just <laughs> caught something so cool. Like you have no idea." <laughs> I re- I remember the moment. I don't remember what I said. I, I don't know if it was, it was that. It was something about a catcher. I don't remember. I like didn't watch baseball like ever when growing up, or in college or whatever. And then I started living with this. This guy, and then I obviously he'll have it on at night, and I'll just come and see. It was like playoff baseball. And so I like too. started asking him questions, and he would like, I would start to like learn, and I started learning some of the, the stats. There's so many cool intricacies of baseball. Yeah. I probably forget all of it by it's, now. But. It is a boring sport, but like if you can take the time to like get into it, it's fucking cool. But like, is it time investment? I'm so, that's what I'm saying. Three and a half now, hour games. Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I like the two and a half. But going to games, I like the long games. Anyways, it's more time to drink. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, but oh, then you can after. No, like before. I, that's or what like I was during, say. I mean, like when after. the games are longer, more time. To drink. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but you could still go drink right after the game. Yeah, that's true. We always I mean, do that. Literally, yeah. we're stealing a straight up conversation from part of my take right now. They've been doing this with <laughs> Billy, because <laughs> like, Billy is agreeing with us. Of like, he's like, yeah, but like, if I'm going to a game on a Saturday. Like, that's my day. I'm going to a three-and-a-half-hour baseball game. I'm done. I'm out. I just, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. It is what it is. But thank you again to Dan Dog for joining us and Max for producing. Anything you want to plug? No plugs. Just, 
you know, spread the word about, you know, the Bedside Coney's podcast. Fuck yeah, dude. Spread weasel picks, Coney. as always. Yeah, weasel picks. Harry's drone, as well. Yeah, I would say those drone. are, yeah, weasel picks and Harry's drone. Shout out those two accounts. <laughs> Harry's <laughs> yes. going to be posting some fire stuff on Harry's drone oh, yeah. after our our trip to Oregon uh, in a few months. Oh, yeah, that's going to be Oh, gross. Oregon. Yeah. You're going to say that after this weekend. Yeah, no. <laughs> but as Dan said, thank you guys for listening and keep spreading the good Coney word. Peace. That was, that was fun. That was a good episode. That was fun.